You're listening to the Her Leadership Coach Podcast for the quietly determined career woman who's looking to step up into her first or next level leadership role. If you're looking to make a bigger, more positive difference in your organization, you've come to the right place. Well, hello, welcome in. It's Rochelle. On today's episode of Her Leadership Coach, we're going to be talking about shifting our mindsets so we can respond to all of the things happening around us rather than reacting. Now, if this is your first time listening to Her Leadership Coach, first of all, welcome. Uh, Or even if it's been a while, you might not have heard I launched the Her Leadership Way Manifesto a few weeks back. It is a simple printable guide that helps keep you focused on the three principles and nine mindset shifts that form the foundation for being a leader from the inside out. If you don't have your copy yet, look for the link in today's show notes. It's really powerful. I really, uh, I've seen so many people putting it to use already and getting some amazing results. Today, we're looking at the third of the three supporting mindset shifts for We Ask Powerful Questions, which is the first principle. And that is that we need to move from reacting to events and situations and people to being able to respond. So I want to start by looking at some clues that you might need to work on this shift because sometimes we aren't even sure that we're doing it. So the first one is if you're making impulsive decisions where you find yourself saying yes to every project or opportunity that comes your way without thinking things through or perhaps your default response is no. (laughs) The main clue here is the speed at which you provide your answer. If it's like milliseconds, that's probably a good sign that you are reacting rather than responding. Second one is emotional outbursts. So if you find yourself getting upset or frustrated easily and you end up reacting in the moment emotionally, that may be a sign that you're not taking the time to respond in a thoughtful and intentional way. There always seems to be that one person, you know, ready with that snarky comment in a meeting or an eye roll that's not all that subtle. Maybe it's a good idea even to self-reflect and check in, is that person you? (laughs) I know I've done that on occasion, both of those things. Uh, The third one, third clue, difficulty in handling criticism. Now, maybe you feel like you're always on the defensive. Uh, Maybe you feel like you're on the verge of tears or ready to jump down someone's throat if they dare to give you any constructive feedback. And I get it. It is human to have an immediate emotional reaction to criticism. I mean, it really doesn't feel good if someone is telling you, for example, you're too opinionated. And yes, someone told me that once. And it's what you do after that initial feeling that makes the difference. So it's normal to have a a gut reaction to it, right? Um, But if you snap back or completely shut down or just turn on your heel and walk away without saying a word, those are signs that you are reacting 
and not responding. Fourth clue is feeling like you don't have control. You have a lack of control over things. You might feel like everything and everyone else is always one step ahead of you and you're just trying to run to keep up. Reactive behavior often stems from a feeling of being overwhelmed. So, for example, if the boss comes to you with a new project that needs to be completed ASAP, your heart might start racing, you might sort of get this mild sense of panic setting in, and you're looking at your existing piles of work wondering how the hell are you going to get this new project done. Reacting, you jump right into work mode. You don't take the time to think about what resources you'll need or what the best approach might be. You're probably feeling pretty annoyed and that can come out in ways where you're not talking quite so nicely to your team, you're snapping, um, you're not listening, you're unfocused uh, for your team. If, however, you first take a step back and a deep breath and remember to respond then you can take the time to consider what you might need for the project. You can put a plan together. You might even reach out to the team for help either with that project or maybe giving them some of your existing work so you can focus on the new task. So by responding there, you're regaining that control of the situation and feeling empowered. So look for that as a clue. If I'm feeling out of control here, maybe it's because I'm reacting and not responding. And the final sign I'll talk to today uh, for you to check in on is if you have increased stress and are starting to feel close to burnout. And I have definitely seen this one in action, particularly over the last few years. So let me give you an example. Let's say Emily, she's working as a manager in a fast paced office environment. Her team is spread thin, as so many teams are at the moment, and she's getting requests and demands from all sides, from her team, from her manager, from her manager's manager. In a state of reaction, Emily is probably feeling overwhelmed, and so she starts working longer hours, trying to keep up with everything. She might also, again, feel irritable and short-tempered with her team because she's trying to manage their workloads, keep everyone on track. Often she'll think she's hiding this annoyance well. Uh, and maybe she is, maybe she isn't. But even the act of hiding the annoyance is costing her, right? And as the stress keeps building, Emily starts feeling exhausted. She starts feeling drained. She may even start to experience symptoms of burnout. So reacting isn't the only reason that you might experience exhaustion and burnout, but it is worth checking in to see if it might be a contributing factor. So to quickly summarize the five signs you might be reacting rather than responding, look out for if you're making impulsive decisions, if you're having emotional outbursts quite often, uh, if you're struggling to handle any critical feedback or criticism, if you don't feel like you're in control right now, or if you have increased stress levels and potentially even feeling close to burnout. So if any of those feel familiar to you, let's look at some of the underlying reasons why we as women react rather than respond. 
when we're looking at mindset shifts, it can help to look at the reasons we might be engaging in the unhelpful behaviors in the first place, right? So I think with this one, there are specific reasons we as women can be reactive that are different than the reasons men are reactive. And men are definitely reactive, as I'm sure you have no doubt experienced. I know I have. Okay, so reason number one is we have a larger fear of rejection. And men do have this as well. A great habit to get into that really helps with responding versus reacting to a request is to let the person know you'll get back to them with an answer shortly. Right. So give yourself some time from request to response. Easy peasy, right? Well, not exactly, because we don't want to be seen often as difficult or uncooperative. It doesn't feel good to us. It feels like we might not be liked if we do that. We might get <laughs> rejected. And oh boy, that fear of rejection. It takes me back to my school days uh, in New Zealand. We went to intermediate in between primary and high school. Um, I think it's called different things around the world. Australia doesn't have that at all. Uh, and I got told by a group of what I thought were friends, uh, we just don't want to be your friend anymore. I mean, that hurts, right? And that hurt gets carried through to adulthood where we make sure that people like us so we don't feel that rejection again. There's one problem with that though. Women are often caught in what is called the double bind. So if we're liked, we're not seen as leadership material. And if we're in a leadership role, we're not likable. It's like we're walking on this tightrope between being seen as a pushover or being seen as a bad boss. And it's tough. It's not fair. Uh, but you know what? We, there are ways of working around the double bind. In this case, all it takes is a little bit of pre-planning or DIA, as I like to call it. Decide in advance. You can still be the boss and ask for time to think without risking your likability. So here's a, something you can try, right? Saying something like this. Hey, thanks so much for thinking of me. I'd love to take some time to fully understand the details so that I can make the best decision for us both. Can I get back to you by the end of the week with my thoughts? Voila, still likable, but still in control. Okay, second reason that we might be reacting rather than responding is this pressure that we have to please. Have you ever found yourself just going with the flow in a situation, even if it's not quite what you really wanted or even agree with, just because you don't want to rock the boat? You are definitely not alone in that. I have done this in the past and I, I know so many of my clients and, and women that I work with uh, still do this because, you know, this is how we've been brought up. It's all part of this pressure to please that we've been carrying around since we were young girls. Society has taught us that being a good girl means putting others before ourselves and avoiding conflict at all costs. 
So that can mean we are more reactive to situations as we're trying to keep the peace in our relationships. So yes, there is a close link from people pleasing in this case to the fear of rejection that we have just discussed. Constantly trying to please others though can leave us feeling drained and burnt out and as we all know being a human doormat is not exactly the hallmark of a kick-ass leader. Now in a future episode we'll dive deeper into this topic because one of the mindset shifts is from people pleaser to setting healthy boundaries but for today just remember it's okay to take a step back, breathe and respond instead of react. Your well-being and leadership presence will thank you for it. It's also okay not to be liked by everybody. Uh, And I've said that before on the podcast, um, and I know that that has had an impact on some of you, so it bears repeating. All right, the third reason that we may be reacting rather than responding is that we lack confidence. Now, confidence is important as a leader, although so is humility and many other traits. Leaders who are confident in their abilities but still approach situations with a sense of humility and openness to feedback tend to be more effective. But it's no secret that as women, we face different challenges in the workplace than men do. And unfortunately, they can lead to a lack of confidence in our abilities and our decision-making skills. And it can be a bit of a vicious cycle. So the more we react instead of respond to something, the more we feel like we're not in control, and then the less confident we become. Frustrating, right? But here's the thing. The power of response lies in taking the time to think things through. So by considering our response and then making a deliberate decision rather than a reactive one, we feel more confident in our abilities and decisions. And that becomes a virtuous cycle, so one where things keep getting better and better. It's really all about finding that sweet spot where we're confident in our decisions, but still open and adaptable. And that to me, starts with the behavior of responding. So start with taking that breath and a pause between whatever decision you're being asked to make and your response or using the sentence that we talked about or the paragraph we talked about earlier. So fear of rejection, the need to people please and a lack of confidence. Oh my, these are all just a few of the things that can make us hit the react button instead of the respond button. The good news is once you can recognize these tendencies, you're one step closer to breaking the cycle and living life on your own terms. Increase self-awareness, which we chatted about in last week's episode, so make sure you have a listen to that if you haven't already. It helps you start making decisions that align with your values and goals rather than just going along with the crowd. And by taking a moment to reflect and respond thoughtfully, you'll build a positive feedback loop that can lead to greater success, more fulfillment, both in your personal life and your professional life. Now, there's one final thing I want to share with you about reacting before we wrap up for this week. All of us have those oh-so-sensitive spots that can be traced back to our childhood 
and they can trigger us and make us react in ways that let's just say are less than desirable but here's the thing triggers are different for each and every one of us that's what makes us unique right we all have our little special quirks uh let's give you an example let's say julie was Uh, constantly criticized, ignored, or belittled by her parents when she was young. And she then internalized that as a message of you're not worthy of love, Julie. You're not worthy of respect. You're not worthy, full stop. As an adult, Julie then reacts strongly to even minor rejections because it, it comes across, it hits her, as a confirmation of those negative beliefs she already has about herself. It feels like an attack on her identity. Then there's Neela. She had parents who lifted her up and gave her plenty of praise as a kid. But she was always picked last for sports teams at school. So yes, Neela still reacts to rejection. It's a, it's a basic human need that we all want to feel like we belong. If anyone knows of Maslow's uh, hierarchy, that's one of the base needs that we have is feeling like we belong, feeling like we're safe. So Neela, yes, she reacts to rejection, but she's really puzzled at why Julie seems to just burst into tears at the slightest hint someone is annoyed with her. So... While we all have our own triggers, we find it difficult to understand other people's triggers and why they react the way they do. Here's the good news. We don't have to be a slave to our triggers, right? Just because someone did something to us as a child, someone said something to us as a child, now that we're adults, we get a chance to examine what it was that happened back there and separate that experience from how we see ourselves. And that actually starts helping us to shift from reacting to those triggers to responding instead. We can start to develop strategies to approach them in a more conscious, intentional way once we understand what they are and why they exist. It's like when you're driving and you see a road sign and it says, caution, sharp, turn ahead. Sure, you could hit the brakes and swerve, right? But if you're paying attention and have a plan, then you can navigate that turn smoothly. You know what's coming up ahead. You can navigate it well. The same goes for our triggers. If we're aware of them and have a plan for when they're going to come up next, because they will come up again, until we've retrained our neural pathways in our brain, if we're aware of them and have a plan, then we can handle them. We can learn to respond rather than react. Oh, and that story is another good reason to stop judging people. We have no idea what might be in their past, just as they have no idea what's in ours. So, uh, yeah. When we get to our third principle of giving grace to ourselves and others, that is definitely part of it. All right, so your mission today, should you choose to accept it, is pick a situation that normally triggers a reactive response from you and have a think about how you can respond to it instead. 
you might as a bonus piece have a think about why it is that you are triggered. What might be in your past that's caused that reaction? I want you to write down three steps you can take to respond instead of reacting in that situation. Remember, you might be quiet and determined, but you're also fierce and unstoppable. So I want you to show the world what you're made of by responding instead of reacting. You have got this. All right, thanks for joining me this week. If you want to continue the conversation about shifting from reacting to responding or about being a leader from the inside out, why not join us in the Women in Leadership Facebook group? Lots of interesting insights inside that group. You'll find the link to that in the show notes as well as the link to get your own copy of the Her Leadership Way Manifesto. If you got value out of this episode, I would love it if you could share it with others. And of course, if you've been listening to podcasts for any amount of time, you will know that rating the show and leaving a review helps others find the show. Yes, I know this might take five minutes of your time, but I really would appreciate it. Until next week, continue to lead the way her way.